0: busy Mm -mm. okay let me run something past you real quick I had something happen that literally just brings such a smile and so much joy to my soul listen to me there is nothing else you know what my love language is revelation and clarity Mm mm-hmm Because once you get revelation on something, you'll never look at it the same. But once you get clarity on the situation, you'll never handle it the same. And when there is not sameness, there is growth. And where there's growth, there's abundance. And where there's abundance, there's freedom. And where there's freedom, it's beautiful. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I made an oxymoronic discovery. I... Realized that for a um, undesired amount of time, I don't even want to say, but longer than what I am proud of saying, I have been harping on an issue just in regard to one particular area of my life that I wanted to see change, that I wanted to see altered, that I wanted to see growth in, and I was getting so irritated with the process, not necessarily with God, that it wasn't occurring, not only in the time frame, but I just felt like, God, you see what they just did? Like, come on, let's do the come up. Because to me, the best way that you show somebody stop playing with me is that you go somewhere else and you show up and you show out and you have a nice day. And then, you know, you step out your little humble bag real quick. You go, -hmm," And you get back and you you see what i'm like just a little heel and toe nothing too crazy just enough to let you know <laughs> yeah like you thought you thought you was holding me down but guess what i blew up you you thought right and so from new york okay that's my way of showing somebody like you messed up it's like i mean i don't know call me old school but like the movies because my favorite movie is greece so when when danny messed up with sandy you know, oh, you thought beauty school dropout. Oh, you thought she was a, a lame. But then, guess what? When Sandy came with them leather leggings, with the hairdo very much up, <laughs> with the shoulders, you know, just a shimmy in, and was like, yeah, <laughs> you understand? New York style. Danny was like, <gasps> Sandy. Mm hmm what you want <laughs> you better shape up because <laughs> I need a man and, and my heart is set on you but guess what this blow up got you chasing me you understand so I guess in a unconventional way I kind of seen that as like yo that's my life mantra you mess up somewhere I go somewhere else blow up and then you like oh and you got to hear about me later Yeah. You didn't want to pay me what I was worth. You didn't want to value me as the employee here. Guess what? I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna show up and be like, Oh yeah. Like God, I already know in my heart that God's going to have to show everyone who put a word against his anointed. Like yo, yeah, you thought. Yeah remember when you say you ain't think nothing good came from Nazareth, guess what you thought. <laughs> you understand? And so I, I knew that part, but I guess the part that I got twisted is he is powerful enough to do here what you trust him to do over there. I was listening to a sermon by Mike Todd and that struck me. I was like, mm, time out, do it again. Uh, and the perception that I got, what the Holy Spirit allowed me to draw from that is you waste so much time looking outside the window of what life could be and you don't realize that I can give you your own personal paradise right where you are. And either our minds are not broad enough to grasp that. Or we just truly, truly don't believe that. Or we have sold into the lie that we don't have enough to do the things that's in currently in our heart. And it sounds very much like the woman with the oil when she was talking to the prophet and the prophet was like, what you got? She was like, "Um, nothing really, just a little bit of oil. She saw what she had as a little bit. She saw what she had currently as not enough to go ahead and satisfy the thing that was troubling her. Like she had some debt and they were coming after her children. And she was like, yo, I don't know what to do. Buddy was like, okay, what do you have? She was like nothing, but a little bit of oil. And the reason why she was able to look at something that was a commodity as nothing is because she looked at the amount of what she had versus the amount that was being requested of her and was like, bro, this is nothing. Maybe you're doing that. Maybe sometimes we do that and we don't really know. Maybe we're looking at the relationship and all that was done and we're like, it's going to take far too long to get back to where we're healthy again. You think so? Who told you you were naked? Who, who told you that it was going to take a long time? Who, who made time? Do you believe in the one who made time that is in all time, forever time, like Alpha Omega? Like, so who told you that it was going to take so long or that you didn't have the time to spare to see it to get to the other side of what you truly desire? Who told you that your account is too small for that business idea? You think you're God's entertainment? I asked you that before in a way that he would implant something in you and then laugh at you because you don't have it. Like, no, you have everything you need. Maybe you're looking at that one aspect of what you think you need. Maybe that's not a need at all. Like, I hate to say it, but did you only try to skin the cat one way? Proverbial. I don't want Peter against me. Have a nice day. You, you understand? Like, maybe you thought the only way to do this is this particular blueprint, this particular business plan, this particular step. You do that. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. And I need you to understand that everyone that I've studied and admired, uh, every entrepreneur, every anything that I've ever studied and admired, they've always done something in a very untraditional, unconventional way that you like, bro, you know what? that makes sense. Like, Oh, you didn't have the production team. You started off with your iPhone. Okay. All right. You didn't have this, that, and the third yet. So what you do, you went ahead and you volunteered and you did a, B and C. Like there's another way to get to what it is that you desired. You just haven't gone to God who is the way who will order your steps who, who orchestrates the entire plan of what's happening in your life. You haven't gone to him because unfortunately the way that you see a thing, the steps that you see are conflicting with the plan that he has for you. Maybe he doesn't want you to do it the, the conventional way. Maybe he's taking you through that way particularly because people behind you need to see, oh, so it can be done. That's why when people go ahead and accept their Grammy or their Emmy or whatever, they literally said like, bruh, I'm just a small person from A, B, and C, Like I'm nobody special. I just went ahead and did the work. If I can do it, you can do it. Like we need to continue to replicate that in the spiritual realm and in the earthly realm, because somebody needs to know if I don't have the blueprint, can I still get the Island that I I desire? If I don't have the blueprint, can I still develop the business that's in my heart? If I don't have the blueprint, can I still have the marriage? Like, or, or do marriages only work if I also came from a two parent household who knew what to do? Like how, how does that work? Somebody needs to see, wow, something good does come from Nazareth. Wow. (laughs) Something good does come from someone who got their degree late. Wow. You know what? Second marriages do work. Wow. You know what? Maybe you do need to move out of your hometown and experience something else to get what's in your heart. Like someone needs to actually see that done. So that they can see that it's possible. But when you hide that part of you, when you try to suppress that part of you, when you try to go ahead and do it the way other people have done it, people have done it, like now all you're doing is copying and pasting and God wants to do something customized for your calling so that people can start believing, oh, if he customized it for you, then he has something customized for me and he has something. And then it can be a revelation of, oh my gosh, I'm different. But God can still use me to do something in a different way. I think that is the most most beautiful thing you can give someone. The freedom of getting to their heart's desires in the way that they desire. You don't need to do it the way that everyone else has done it. Because it has been done before. That's why when Beyonce was doing a few things, it was blowing people's minds. Like, She dropped an album, visual album at midnight and there was no advertisement and there was no big push and she didn't have to do the billboard. No. And guess what? Now people after her, people started doing it that way yeah like sometimes you need to be bold enough to go "Ah, I'm not doing all that radio promo and then gotta have um you know certain people because I'm cool with you know I got connections with certain celebrities and have them post it on their particular social media platform and then you know put it on a sticker on the bus real quick and then have it where you know it's a commercial and I'm not doing all that how about I just believe in my gift so wholeheartedly that I'm gonna drop it at midnight make people wait and stay up on a work day in the middle of the week and I'm gonna drop it and y'all gonna watch this whole thing called lemonade because you're thirsty have a nice day I was too and it's okay and which was gonna happen is it's going to excel yeah it's gonna do great and guess what people are doing now oh I think such and such you dropping it out <laughs> it's like wow but you know what people need To see people do it in a way that's like, you know what? If you believe in your art and your craft to that degree, I believe in mine. Yeah. Like if you believe that, that mm -hmm, I'm going to go, I'm going to just go ahead and and do the boutique. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to be in May. I was trying to get in Macy's and trying to get in Jersey and trying to go to the big name. So like, no, I can do a matter of fact, I'm going to do, I'm going to pop up with my boutique and it's going to be online. People usually don't do that. They usually sample and they do. I'm going to do an online boutique. Okay. Almost Almost like you believe in yourself. Almost like you believe that God can do whatever he needs to do for you in a customized way. Because the desires of your heart is the plan for your life. Huh? Yeah, he connects his plan to your passion. You have to birth it. He'll tell you the steps and such to get there, but you have to birth it. There is something in you. There is something in you that is laying dormant because you're looking at the way it has been done before. And you're like, but that's not me. I don't really want to do all that networking. I don't want to have to go door to door. I don't want to have to sell CDs from, from the trunk. I don't want you not even realizing that the world is evolving And so, maybe you just need to start evolving what you're calling and saying, okay, and if I had to do this my way and really be authentic and consistent with this thing, how would I do it? Do that. Yeah, do that. And then, guess what? The wave is going to have to catch up with you. You don't have to keep trying to surf on nobody else's. You understand? And so. You know how the old bishop say, that was for somebody because I ain't even was going to go that way. I promise you my conversation wasn't going that way, but let me get back on track. So, because uh, <laughs> Holy Spirit do what he want because I'm that kind of grandbaby. Here's the thing that I realized. The thing that you're most likely suffering in is the very place that God wants you to deliver people from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very, yeah, I can't explain it. I don't even want to try to. Because sometimes it's none of my business in the spiritual realm. I know how to mind my business. But I had a conversation today that made me conclude to just one statement. God loves you enough that he won't let you suffer in silence. He'll bring a piece of iron your way. And I know you like, what? Why are you speaking in King James it? No, let me explain. You know how the Bible says uh, iron sharpens iron? Mm-hmm. I now recognize that iron strengthens iron because before that particular other person, other iron came into your life, you were dull in that area. And so essentially, yes, you're getting sharpened, but you're also getting strengthened because now what took you so long to cut into, to get revelation on, to get any kind of headway on now, when the iron is sharpening you, that slice becomes easier So either you changed or you got strengthened or E or the above. And I was having a conversation with someone that for the first time, I didn't do the necessary or the popular you know how when someone's saying something you hit them with the me too yeah oh your knee hurt my knee hurt too god forbid rebuke that oh is that's happening to you you frustrated i'm frustrated too and you share in frustrations i finally realized today that god is not having people expose things to you or entrusting you with information so that you can add to the pot. He's showing you a dull area so that you can help strengthen and sharpen. And you know what? Sometimes you're like, God, I can't help. I'm suffering in the same area. But what happens when two blades rub together anyway? It gets sharpened. And when it gets sharpened, it gets strengthened. I had a conversation with you, (laughs) my last conversation with you. I was like, oh, I just got all kind of revelation. God said, don't move because you know he's not over there yet. So if God is still here, you want you have to stay there. I don't care how much you don't like it or how much you would prefer not to be, but you want to be where God is at. That's where the protection is at. That's where the provision is at. That's where the promise is at. God is obligated to cover you where he's at, not where you would like to be. Okay. And so I got all this revelation and I'm like, yay, thought it was for me. Do you know that I had uh, a tap on the shoulder spiritually? Someone asked me a question and I was like, oh my gosh, that whole word was for you. You know what the person's question was? And I promise you all truth. Cause I'm, I'm not a storytelling grandbaby. The question that was posed to me was, and I quote, why am I still here? Referring to the workplace. I I promise you, I could have ran into the bathroom and texted you like, guess what? But I don't like gossiping because we being monitored for quality assurance purposes. I'm looking up, making sure God, okay, because I didn't got, okay, that's not gossip. Good. Whew. Okay, great. But I promise you, my jaw could not have dropped the more. And so all I did was just cut and paste from pretty much our last conversation. I gave it to that person. When I walked away, I felt so much better. And I said, God. All this time, I've been frustrated because of my own frustrations and irritations and things that I've seen. That, I, And I didn't even realize that you wanted me to develop the solution. You wanted me to go through the pain to get the medicine to give it to other people. Oh, my gosh. Why do you think now people Google home remedies? Somebody had to go through it at home not have enough money or access to medicine or doctors and figure out a way to resolve it at home and then be able to share with other people home remedies because home remedies work but home remedies if you think about the initiating factor of that had to be from someone that was like look all I got is some peroxide some baking soda and a cloth like what what I'm supposed to do Oh, do you know that it worked? Yeah. Imagine being so frustrated that you don't have a car to get to the pharmacy or a car to get to a doctor and you irritating, you praying to God and you asking and the whole time in your bathroom cupboard, you have a home remedy that you just not have yet discovered. There is a home remedy in your soul. There was a home remedy that God downloaded into your spirit and you have not yet discovered because you're looking at the only way to go ahead and get this resolved is I got to go get somebody's town and all. But what if you put that onion on the bottom of your foot and put a sock on the way grandma said? How did grandma figure that out? She had to figure it out. She had 15 million kids. Daddy was at work. What we supposed to be doing? (laughs) Sometimes you got to figure some stuff out when you down to your last, but you know that you got enough of whatever this is to probably get through it. I realized today that we are all proverbial walking, breathing home remedies. What has God put into you that will resolve something for everybody to come It not only is going to resolve the situation that you're in, but you'll be able to look back and feed other people on what they look at as, but all I have is, and you can say, and baby, that's enough. I immediately just started thinking, God, God, that you would love me enough to give me a problem that you know that I can solve. But not only that, to have someone else come behind me and you trust me enough to give them the remedy. Oh my gosh. What an honor to be trusted with a problem that you know that I can defeat because it's one thing to present me with a problem. And it's like, God, you know, I, this is for an octopus. (laughs) I don't have those many arms. Like would you, God, this is giving very much mosquito life. Like, I don't know, but to give me, Present me with something that you like. Oh, hold on. (laughs) My baby can do. Mm -hmm. Come here. Come here real quick. What you doing? Uh, yeah, just come over here. Yeah, there's a problem over here that I know if you see it, you're going to do something different. That if you see it, you're going to pray different. That if you see it, you're going to be like, wait a minute, I was asking God to do something for me. But hold on, God, your people are hurting. So like, uh-uh, that advocate in you, that thing that stirs you up, that you keep getting irritated and you go home after work and you like, guess what happened today? And you're turning what could have potentially been an a, a opportunity to, to create another home remedy. You went home with no remedy and was, uh, frustrated about something just to go back to the, it's like, do you realize that you're doing the polar opposite? You're going home and you're frustrated when you should be at the location God trusted you at creating a home remedy. Hmm yeah uh so holy spirit immediately because you know how i work in my mind i was like oh show me something he was like but i've been doing this the whole entire time what y'all don't realize and he was talking to me so i'm gonna make it y'all because i feel better when we both in the boat he said when y'all don't realize is uh when i create a problem i create a partner i said holy spirit you be talking sir he was like and, and do i said oh holy spirit be humble but you are okay. I did. I, I'll do it again. I, I don't know what happened. But, um, when he gave me that, I was like, now time out now. He was like, think back when Jesus sent out the disciples. Cause this is the first time Jesus ever sending out anybody. Right. I was like, true. Keep talking. He was like, and am, um, when he sent them out, I was like two by two. He was like, correct. I said, yeah, you don't be playing," He said, "All right, let's just look cuz I I don't want you to do too much math cuz I know you get nervous. Um, how many disciples were there?" I was like, "12." He was like, "He purposely chose that number because he knew that he was going to send them out in pairs." I said, "Holy Spirit, now you know I'm mean with the calculator, but that math I could do in my head." He was like, "Exactly." I said, "Okay." He said, "Um, let, let let's let's go a little further." He said, "Remember Mishat, Benny and all of them?" I said, sir he said read it i said to them now he said and now i said and will so daniel three you know i read from the nlt version we're gonna go straight to 19 okay nebuchadnezzar was so furious with shadrach Meshach, and Abednego that his face became disordered with rage he commanded that the furnace be heated up seven times harder than usual. Pause. Backdrop real quick, because I don't like just going ahead and breaking down the fort and all that. Listen, so Nebuchadnezzar built the statue real quick. He was like, "Um, everybody in all the land, when y'all hear the horns and all the other stuff, I need you to bow down and worship me. Them boys was like, and won't be doing that, sir. He was like, what? What if I threaten you? Won't be doing that either. Uh, what if I say I'm going to do some bad stuff to you? Sir, I said I'm not doing it, sir. And so he got upset. He was like, um, what? So let me read one verse ahead, two verses ahead. He said, uh, well, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. 17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. 18. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty. That we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So that's the bad job. Now look at the next verse. 19. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated up seven times harder than usual. Pause. Oh, sir, you mad mad. Is this OG uh, Big madith? Is this where it divided from, sir? I think so. Okay. 20. Then he ordered some of the strongest men. Ooh pause are you are you calling muscle okay so you you pulled the power you're gonna pull the muscle okay I think I'm kind of seeing this in the workplace in modern day but I digress um 20 then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace okay 21 so they tied them up and threw them into the furnace Fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. Twenty-two. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. That's a whole word for another phone call. Twenty-three. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, secured, tied, fell into the roaring flames. Twenty-four. But suddenly... Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. 25, look, pause. I want green beans, tomatoes, uh, you name it. I couldn't hold it. Okay, 25, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted. I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a God Time out. what do it again so you didn't we didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the front okay so that was three because you know math okay so put let's put the three right there mm-hmm. and then what is it 125 look Nebuchadnezzar shouted I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed the fourth looks like a God I said holy spirit What you trying to show me? He said, even in your most uncomfortable place, God will always pair you with someone for that time. He knew that Meshach, Benny, and all the the three of them, they could have survived. But having someone paired with you, there's strength in numbers. And not only is there strength in numbers, there's a person for your problem. When he created a problem, he created a pair that would sharpen each other through the problem. See, a lot of times you get paired up with somebody and um, the problem becomes the poison. Y'all are coworkers and besties now. And every time y'all talk, y'all talk about the boss and what's not happening at the job and how this is not. And you become complaining partners when you don't really understand that you were called to be problem solvers together. You were partnered for the problem. But you made your pairing, uh, an extension of the problem. Cause you're not solving anything. Mm-hmm. I said, Oh, I think I see that differently now. He was like, yeah. So, uh, what you don't understand is that this pairing and problem pairing has been something that has been it long before. Then he went and took me to Luke. I said, Oh you're going to talk about Mary. He was like, and am I said, okay, will you want me to read that? He said, matter of fact, I want you to give a little backdrop about, um, Mary and her getting pregnant. I say, but why would that be a problem? He said, because it was when something is happening in your life and you feel like nobody can understand you that no one can truly, tr- truly dissect all of it. Isolation is the enemy's tool. Pairing to be sharpened is God's remedy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So Zechariah and Elizabeth, those were John's parents. John, that was like, you know, term that made the way for Jesus, you know, turn from your wicked ways and all that. Mm-hmm. Zachariah and Elizabeth were John's parents. Look how this works though. So Luke one verse six, Zachariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. Seven, they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. Eight, one day Zachariah was serving, in God, in serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. Nine, as was custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter into the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. Okay. Uh, 10. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. Cool. Nothing really. Okay. 11. While Zachariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. 12. Zachariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. 13. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. You are to name him John. 14. You will have a great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. Fifteen, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or drink alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. Sixteen, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord, their God. Seventeen. He will be a man with the spirit and the power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. He will cause those who are rebellious to accept wisdom of the godly. 18. Zachariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. 19. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. 20, but now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Oh, okay. So he uh, gave him the spirit of the shut up and that's how that happened. But now look at this. Let's go down some. Let's go to verse 26. Same chapter, Luke 1. Verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. 27, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. 30, don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. 32, he will be very great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. 33, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. 35, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. 36, listen to this. 36, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. 37, for the word of God would never fail. Look at verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth 41 at the sound of Mary's greeting. Elizabeth's child leaped with her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 42 Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. And your child is blessed. 43. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? 44, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. 45, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Let me explain something to you. That's why it is so dangerous to go through something and keep it silent. That's why it's so dangerous to not want people in your business. It's good to have boundaries. It's not good to be isolated. That is not a device of the Lord. That is from the kingdom of darkness. Do you understand that this thing was so powerful with Mary and what Elizabeth was carrying that Gabriel knew the only people that y'all need to be talking to is each other. The only way that y'all gonna get through this is each other. Who else is going to understand or have an understanding abroad? How you you pregnant in your own old age, Elizabeth? Mary, you pregnant and you don't even know a man. Both of y'all husbands don't understand, because Zachariah had to get the spirit of the shut up. Meanwhile, Joseph in another chapter had to be told, listen, don't don't slide off, bruh. She's she's telling the truth. It really is the Holy Spirit. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, how is this happening? Who else would be able to understand that than somebody who is going through that particular predicament? almost like God pairs someone for your predicament, for your problem, for your, hey, is this planned? I think so. Why would I even think that? Because um, whose idea was it to reveal what was going on with Elizabeth? It was the angel. The angel literally said in verse 36, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. He literally said, the pairing that you need is over there. Yeah, I, he connected that. Elizabeth didn't make, put no selfie on IG. she didn't she didn't go on her social media and was like guess what like she didn't have to do all that the angel was like i'm going to appoint you to the right person that's going to sharpen you and strengthen you in this particular predicament so many times we're running to the wrong people, but you know what we can take account from Mary? The Bible says a few days later, Mary hurried because sometimes you just need to get into the presence of somebody who understands. You just need to get close to someone who can look you in your eye and go, me too. You need to see that someone is actually overcome because from what we know, um, Mary is pregnant, but uh, so she's still in the beginning stages, but she's getting ready to go to someone who's actually showing already. Cause she's six months in. So sometimes the word that God implants in you, the seed that he gives you. Sometimes you need to be close to somebody who's may not be further along, but they're further than what you are. And you don't have to look at that with a jealous eye or an envious eye. You can look at it like if God did it for you, he's going to do it for me. If he gave you that promotion, I know it's in queue. My friend and I have this thing that we, we say FedEx is, <laughs> yo, they still are delivering because if they still, if you just got yours at delivery at this, oh God is, yeah, it, it, it FedEx is still in the way. I didn't even got to check the um notifications. Shipping is still, is still on the way. And the beauty of it that I didn't even catch until I read just now is, literally, <laughs> Mary was carrying John, and Gabriel told her that in the womb, John will have the Holy Spirit before birth. However, it wasn't until Mary visited Elizabeth that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town, 40, where Zachariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth, 41. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you don't like going up to people and saying stuff because you like, I don't really even know what to say. I mean, I don't really know what to. And you don't we just read that Mary's greeting filled Elizabeth with the Holy Spirit. Mary just said, Yeah, <laughs> New York, okay? Timberland boots, and just said, Hey, girl. And from that, hey, girl, was a feeling of the Holy Spirit. Like, literally, God doesn't need you to be a scientific, brainiac, thesaurus, almanac, knowing all the things to say and all. He's not looking for you to be this ever-intelligent, ever. He's looking for you to be available, to be paired with someone in your predicament. Like, you can really switch and create a whole nother movement that looks a lot like if you brought the problem to me, then that means that God trusted this parent so that we can go ahead and produce something out of this, that you, once you walk away, you'll never be the same again. Like imagine being almost, she only had one more trimester, Elizabeth, cause she was six months. You got one more trimester, but God was like, before you do, I want to go ahead and bring you something you didn't have before. Yeah, I know that you got to be um kind of low-key about this pregnancy. Yeah, I know that you, you you can't really share all the different things with your husband because buddy got the, the spirit of the shut up. So why you want to say, how are you feeling about, like y'all probably was writing all the notes. He was like, oh my You get another pen because this one is drying out. I can't get what you say. Like imagine for nine whole months, you can't really communicate with him outside of facial expressions. And like, so your first time going through something you, you, it was almost like the enemy designed it for Elizabeth to feel like she's by herself. You waited all this time and now your husband can't even speak. Repeat that in the name of Jesus. You waited all this time and, and now you got to be somewhere and kind of keep it a, a little bit of a secret or whatever. You waited all this time and it's not quite what you thought. And so there is this invite to be a little bit objective or maybe even negatively charged on something that w- w- it would have been a blessing in another season. But God, why'd you give it to me like this? You gave this to me now that I'm old Husband can't even say anything about it. I I don't feel like nobody gets it. I don't even know anybody who's given birth at this age. Like, is it different? Like, I don't, am I going to heal? Like, it, And so it is always camouflaged in a way that if you don't have the compass of knowing if God calls me to this, it's a part of my calling. If God calls me to this, it's part of my calling. I'm not going to get... Upset. I'm not going to say, feel like I missed them. Mm -mm. If it's now, then now's the right time. If it's not now, then now's not the right time. I'm just going to align and I'm going to flow and whatever God says to do, I'm going to do. And to be in that vein, because I could truly see how Elizabeth could have been a little disgruntled. But God knew, I'm not going to let you go through this whole thing by yourself. Yeah, you may not have known anyone that's gone through this entire pregnancy at this particular age. But you know what? At the end of this, what was Elizabeth able to say before she gave birth, still in her sixth month? 43. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me. Who knows what she felt like in month one? Who knows what she felt like in month two, three, morning sickness, five. Who knows what she felt, but by month six, she knew that she knew that she knew. God, you have not forsaken me. You remembered me. And not only did you remember me, you made me my own cake. You put the cherry and the sprinkles on top. You made it that. You know what? Yeah, I may not know any other woman that's given birth at this particular time or anyone that's facing this particular consequence or predicament or what have you, but the way that you allowed me to experience this, I know that you specialize in customization when it comes to heart's desires, because it would have been one thing for me to go ahead and have this pregnancy. It's another thing that you were like, that's not enough. I also want you to feel blessed by this. Why am I so honored? Mm. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Not my cousin, not not little May May from you know back in the days when we used to make mud pies. The mother of my Lord, God, you loved me so much, you you would present me with that. That I'm the first person that would know something like that. Like, like how do you see me that I don't see myself the same? Matter of fact, how do you see my circumstance that I'm not seeing it through your lens? Out of all the people Mary could have visited, she visited me, God. And I feel like that's what God wants us to do in real walking, waking life. Stop pairing your words, your emotions, E or the above to extending the problem and start looking at it as who was purposed to partner me with this particular calling. (laughs) Like I said before, there's a midwife for your season. There's a midwife for your season. And if you haven't found it yet, you need to just ask God. Because guess what? Apparently in the spiritual realm, they pairing people up. Gabriel was like, uh, do you know you know your your cousin um Lizzie? Yeah, she's pregnant. She's six months in, you may want to go and holler at her. So you don't have to play a spiritual emotional game of Marco Polo. God will go ahead and connect you because he always pairs purpose together. That's why he made man and wife. He made a covenant for a particular purpose. That's why, like, there's so many different ways that we can look at it. But the bottom line is you are paired for a purpose that looks like it's a problem. Hmm. So what is my challenge is what you may ask. Uh, Right now, you're probably going through one or two things. You probably are in the problem and you don't know your, your purpose pusher. Or you are in the midst of the problem and you don't even see this is something that you even want to be a purposeful about. But whatever the situation is, first, give glory and honor that God loves you so much that he would give you revelation and clarity because that's the only thing that leads to true, authentic freedom. So I'm going to do something different because I felt it on me just now. I want to go ahead and pray done it a few fun conversations, but this one is going to be different. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for allowing us to mature in our problems. I thank you that as we are pursuing you and we are authentically chasing you, as the Bible says, if we seek you, we would sincerely, diligently find you, God. I thank you that right now in this place, you're gonna give us a customized touch by letting us know the courtness of our purpose partner. I I am so grateful. That this conversation will alter the way that we see any other problems to come. Thank you for showing us through Gabriel and Elizabeth and Mary and Zachariah and all the people before us who lived life not knowing that there was an end that works in, in their behalf. Thank you for letting us see them and learn from them. But most importantly, Lord, I'm, I'm thankful that we're living a life that people can learn from us. So whatever it is that you want to get out of us, whatever it is that is currently right now disguised as a problem, Lord, help us to see the purpose in it. Let us get close enough to iron that we're not only sharpened, that we're strengthened. I am so grateful that we will never be the same after this, God, because when you call people, you change their name, you change their posture, you change the way they see a thing, you change their direction, you change their path, but most importantly, you order their steps. Thank you, God, for doing what nobody else in this world can do. Comfort, direct Everyone who was called to be your child. I love you. We love you. You are absolutely amazing. And I pray this prayer entirely dripped in just, just that in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Whatever it is that the Holy Spirit touched your heart on, Whatever it is that you felt like, mm, okay, you know what? I need to do something different. I need you to go ahead and do that because that is where the breakthrough is at. That is where the clarity and revelation is at. And ultimately, that is where the freedom is at. Where the freedom reside. Where the freedom reside. Where the freedom reside. Where the freedom reside. Okay, Um. listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. You know what these conversations are. Uh They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everyone's going to have with you, but who, your favorite homegirl, okay? Listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. I got some clothes I need to fold anyway, but we'll talk later, okay? Okay, later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again that you need to be looking at CreatedToMultiply.com. Very much created, the number two multiply.com. Oh, and you know, your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm -hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go. Okay, now I'm gonna go ahead and let you let me go later.